Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Not that we need this, you know. Uh, Not that we need you guys to go to sospresents.com and download Magma and pay your money. Right, we don't mm. need that. But if you're desperate, if you need, if that's the kind of thing you need, then you can go. <laughs> We're SOS, not going to stop you. Yeah, to sospresents.com and get Magma, our engineering <laughs> show from the comedy festival where we play engineers. Yeah. All right. The, the whole reason we started this whole thing was to get out of the way of you getting that show if that's what you want if that's so, what you want but you know you yeah whatever leave us out of it that's what yeah. we're saying be um, ready i'm a dish and i am deep i'm a dish you cannot keep I'm a dish, I'm flying mm. far through the air. I think that, you know how China, right? You know, you have you have good China. Yeah. Uh, you, you have your regular plates, bowls, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that everybody, you know, the family can just smash the crap out of. But then, you know, if you're a man like me or Al, then you have special China. Right for special occasions. You know how every man has that like that nice little glass cupboard in the corner. This is just a thing that men have. They have that nice little glass cupboard in the corner, and then there they keep all their fine bone china. Yeah, that is just for when the boys come around. Oh, just their finest shot glasses. Yes, <laughs> fine bone shot glasses <laughs> <laughs> with the little handle on the side and a little saucer. Uh, they're yeah. so. They're so protective of, and they don't want the kids um, messing with the the fine bone china shot glasses. Well, what, I are you, think... what, waiting, what are you waiting for? For when the queen comes over for shots? Mm, I think. I think for every. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was ignoring your great offer there, Alistair. That's great. <laughs> it's okay. The vicar's coming round for shots. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Alternative history yeah. where T is replaced with shots. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, um, in those somebody cups. gets some bad, somebody gets some bad news. You might going to want, you might, you might want to get a couple of shots, you know, <laughs> sit down, get a nice, nice cup of shots. I feel like if somebody and, does, you'd probably do want some shots. Yeah, probably. All right. But the way this is done, it's funny, Al. This is, this okay, is done yeah. humorously. And uh, other similar scenarios. When little kids are growing up, they would get mm. sit their ta- their kids around the table. Yes, they, they sit, <laughs> all no, the dollies their... are doing shots. Yeah, they're having a a shot a party. shot party. Yeah. 
Oh, come on, Teddy. Drink your shot and then spin the roulette on your gun. <laughs> well, this is actually just awful. But potentially a sketch, Alistair. What do you say? All right. It's universe where T is shots. Perfect. Okay, now here was where I was actually going with that All idea. Right. right. Which was going to be, what if instead of a fine, bo- just fine bone China for special tea when people come around, you have a special fine bone china, you have a version of everything in your house that is made from fine bone china. You have mm-hmm. a fine bone china toilet for the guests to shit into, mm-hmm. right? But that one's, that's too obvious because that's already like a porcelain ceramic sure. receptacle. I wouldn't What's be surprised that isn't if, that? If, <laughs> if toilets or if porcelain is already made from bone. Exactly. I don't think I don't know if fine bone china is made from bone, but what do you do you think it is? Do you think I there's don't know. bone in bone china? I mean it seems like there could be. They've <laughs> dropped a they've dropped a clue in the name. By putting <laughs> the word bone in there, they're at least they're at least encouraging us to ask the question. That's true. a little bit of mystery. Well porcelain porcelain and bone and and you know, cast material. You know, that's mm, they're it connected. All, it all seems very connected in its uh, sort of white graininess. Mm, it's very all very bonular. It's all on the bone spectrum. Mm-hmm. Now, but what else could you have made of fine bone china? Condoms. A, 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 condoms. Great. <laughs> a fine bone for a very condom. fine bone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and it's a your condom, condom for even my has that little penis. handle on the side <laughs> <laughs> to have sex with the vicar when the vicar comes around. <laughs> Fine boner china. No, uh, well, I don't. I don't know that there's any point going on to. All my now inevitably less funny examples. <laughs> Six with the vicar when he comes around. <laughs> Is that your dad but, sort of saying that? I guess in the in the sketch. It's... I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a, a woman, but could be your your mum. Oh, I guess or your it grandma. could be like your mum. Your grandma pegs him. No, well, no, I mean, oh, she... the vicar could wear it. Oh, yeah, right? I suppose. <laughs> I mean, but why would I rule this out? Why am I squeamish about the vicar getting pe- pegged yeah. in this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> As we know, the morals are different in this universe. Exactly. It's a very different moral but it's also universe. Just, it's also just kept in a cabinet just off of the kitchen or whatever, or off mm. the dining mm-hmm. room. And you can't put it in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. You have to That's wash right. it by hand. You know, fine bone cricket bat for when you're playing cricket, when the vicar comes around. <laughs> <laughs> Say you were wrong in thinking that this was going to be a, le- a less funny, a less funny example. <laughs> See, we're all laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, so those are two different ideas, Alistair. Yeah. Did you get that? So you got shot, shot universe, shot 
shot of mm-hmm. this, and um, and then uh, this other one. Oh, I remember Andy. I'm got a bloody pen and paper. Oh, mate! I just you, have to. You've got it down I just there. Have to ref- indelible. I just have to paper. reference the notes here. You see, you don't have mm. to tell me. No, allow me to refer to my notes, Your Honour. Would it <laughs> would it bother you if I were to bring up my my Instagram story? Is there is what there if police instead of filing reports they filed is the Instagram judge, stories? Is the yes. judge allowed to stop you from looking at your notes? I think that's a um. I've seen in court courtroom dramas, uh, the uh, police officers say they're going to refer to their notes, or 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 possibly you know if you're giving a witness testimony, mm. I think it's considered uh, good form to give the judge a little heads up before you read from your notes. Because he likes he sort of enjoys good public speaking. He likes good public speaking. He's gonna. Be, he, he likes you to be able to do it all off the top of your head, but if you've got to have your notes there to, to remind you of some of the bits you were going to do, some of the events, then you just let him know. A lot just of these judges know. seem like real sticks in the mud. You Did you, have, you, have you watched the trial of the Chicago 7, Alastair? The what? The, no, I haven't seen that. No, he's got, what, got to be one of the, the, the muddiest sticks. Um, has, it, mate... I'd say is a stick in the mud. He's more like a a a, a mud in a stick. No, that doesn't work. So um, somebody's somebody's hollowed out a stick and just yeah. packed some mud in there. Packed it full of mud. Yeah. I suppose that would like have the opposite a wasp meaning. Would do, don't you think? Sure. I guess you if know. a stick is sort of like a an empty trunk, maybe. Yeah. Um, you're right. If you're a mud in a stick. That is that is the opposite, and you're actually very, um, very loosey goose. Yeah, but, you're kind of. Yeah, he's a really, um, he's really annoying. This judge, man, you come out really not liking this judge. I know it's wrong to judge, but I really judge that judge. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to not. Do you think maybe he was really hard on him because it was a sort of Sasha Baron Cohen in a non-funny role? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think he couldn't stop that. Um, that sort of natural uncomfortability that we all feel when we see a um, uh, a comedian um, decide that they want to be taken seriously, ask us to take them seriously. And he, one of the things that I thought was surprising that the judge kept saying in this movie was, um, do Borat, do the Borat voice, yeah. say my wife. And, but did know, he do like? Did weird. he have any line that he said that kind of like verged on Ali G or a bit of Bruno <laughs> or something like that? Um, well, I haven't seen much Bruno, so it could have all been just straight Bruno, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I don't really know. Um, I wonder what all of Sasha Baron Car- uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. They should he should, he should change his name to Sasha Sasha Baron character. because he does a lot of those and um but i wonder what they would all sound like if they were all put together to make one character right yeah i think it would go a little something (laughs) like this 
Mom Gay Lee G. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, uh, that's good to am know. Gay <laughs> Legee, can you now? How can you do this as a character on stage, Alistair? What is this character, right? Um, is he's the, he's this... the guy who does everybody else summarizes everybody else's characters? Mm, it's good, he does a kind of a condensed thing. He's what he is, right? Is he's the you know the man of the thousand voices? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the the man of the statistical average of a thousand voices. He could be the the man of one voice. The man of one voice, great. But does the voice in some way encapsulate all other voices? Yeah, yeah, that's what it does. Great, because he comes on and he does a voice um, mm. that encapsulates all the voices. I think so, you you could uh, just in your regular comedy refer to yourself as the man of one voice. <laughs> I know, but then people would interpret that in some meaningful way, as if like oh, I'm, you know, I'm I'm summarizing, you know, I'm the voice of the people in that. I don't know. Mm, mm, I've united yuck. everyone. Don't yeah. give me any importance. I don't think anybody's accidentally going to give me any importance anyway, so I don't need to say that out loud. <laughs> now, now it feels like by denying your importance, you're probably trying to say something about how important you are. How about are. this? I don't you know. know. Like, uh, I'm sure Jesus denied his importance. No, I don't know if he did. I think he probably <laughs> thought he was... I think he was sort of leaving some clues. I mean, nobody just s- says to somebody else, maybe you're... Related to a god, I think he started going mm. on about that a bit. Yeah, he must have, he must have mentioned it at some point because you really would only believe somebody if somebody else figured it out. Like if others could tell, mm. that feels mm-hmm. like that's when it's genuine. But anybody yeah. who suggests goes, "Yeah, I'm, I'm related to God," then you go, "No, nah, that means you're not." Yeah, it's like when somebody tries to get their own nickname going, right? So I think if Jesus wanted people to start saying he was the son of God, he would have had to try and manipulate the situation in a George Costanza kind of way to try Mm. and just get them to spontaneously give him that nickname. Yeah, exactly. Because you can't... can't come off as needy. You can't come into the office one day and say, hey, guys, I just thought it would be cool if people started calling me the son of God. Yeah, and it's a little bit like me coming home from work today and feeling a little bit not great in my body and then trying to like ask leading questions of mm. uh, my wife, Indiana, to see if she'll say, let's get a beer. <laughs> You go, how are you feeling? What do you what do you feel like doing tonight? <laughs> yep. Yep. Great. It's and you leave f- just like a little beer shaped Yeah. It's, it's just... like one of those those tests that you would have as a kid. Um where it, you know, it's a sentence and there's just one word just blank. Right? Mm. Hey honey, I'm not feeling great. Maybe we should get a blank and see if it's if it goes down real good. 
Exactly. It, yeah, it's like, oh, something to ease the pressure. What would that? Maybe we could do some exercise. No, mm. that doesn't feel right right now because uh, <laughs> we're just having to put the kids to bed. Ugh. What's another thing that eases <laughs> tension? Ugh. Can't think right now. My so brain is so cloudy, like a hazy <laughs> kind of amber color. <laughs> My brain is so sober. I can't think straight. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like it's parched of thought and... Um, and good vibes. But, Alistair, is, is there a sketch in Jesus trying to get people to start calling him the Son of God? Yeah, I think right? that's a sketch, yeah. Because, yeah, I think... Um, they would, you know, if he if he comes on too strong, I think it's funny to see the mocking nicknames that people would give him, right? And then they, you know, and then like, you know, a few months down the track, everyone's like, hey, remember when you started, you wanted us to start calling you the son of God and they're all ribbing him about it? Yeah, that's good. And also there'd be times where he would do a miracle, but nobody would really react because no one would really realize it's a miracle or and then he would have to kind of be like like point it out or go oh man what happened to that guy's eyes they look so good yeah turn the water into wine you know you got to really make sure that everybody's watching so they don't just think that you've gone and gotten some wine yeah because he goes whoa was this wasn't this water before Mm. (laughs) they go i don't know he goes there's what? there's another guy in the disciples who's the really funny guy, right? And he keeps distracting people at just the moment that Jesus does the yeah does the miracle, and that guy was Judas. So there you go, Think Judas Carey. Judas Carey, right? So this is <laughs> he bends over and um, he speaks out <laughs> his butt and and. Uh, D- D- uh, what is it? Sells out Jesus to the Romans out of his butt. <laughs> that's Judas Carey. <laughs> He's so funny. That's Ju- that's Judas too. Excuse me, Romans. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> Almighty then. Why didn't they call Bruce Almighty Almighty then? Or yeah. why didn't he at least at some point in the film say Almighty then? Or say, <laughs> if he'd changed his name, because there's no reason why he needs to be Bruce. He could have been, right. been called Yen. <laughs> or, or even Ven, I mean. Them. <laughs> Ven. Ven. T-H-E-N? Then, yeah, then. <laughs> so he would have been then called... Then he'd be Almighty then. Almighty then. I know, but then isn't really a name. I'm not like, what was the thing that you said? Yen. Yen. Is that mm. a name? I think so. It's a currency. No, not spelled like that. J-E-N. Oh, very good. Yeah, that's that's definitely a word. I mean, people might think it's Jen, but... Yeah, but, well, still, if they look at it and they I... go, Almighty Jen. <laughs> I guess I guess that works as well. Maybe even better. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not that funny. Almighty Jen. Was was Jennifer Aniston in that 
Jennifer Actors. <gasps> Jennifer Aniston. Was she in that movie? I think she was. Wait, bro. Yeah. I think I think she might have been another reporter, maybe. Or was she the wife? Wife. She I was used the to wife. Own that on I DVD. remember because he made her boobs bigger. That was one of the things he did with God's powers. Yeah. Man, that thing, that, that f- f- cover photo with him sort of looking into the camera with a yo-yo, but it's the world. Mm. What yeah, do you think of that, good. Al? No, that's no, no good. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think they could have picked something else. Uh, I remember enjoying that movie. Oh, I, I enjoyed the movie. I don't know how I feel about it now. Um, I mean, you owned it on DVD, Alistair. Yeah, I owned it. And I used to own a bunch of things on DVD. Um, do you think that... Well, I might still own it. I'll just say it anyway. It doesn't matter. Um... Do you think that you used to think of um, the other guy who's in there who plays God? Did you think of him as God before that? Morgan Freeman? Did you think of him as God before that movie? What do you think it was that movie? Because it's weird that 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 movie would make so many people think of him as God when it doesn't feel like it was that big a movie. What do you mean? I think it was a pretty big movie. Yeah? Okay. It spawned a sequel. In Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, it was weird to not know who Steve Carell was in that first one. It was really weird. You was go, that even this? pre-Anchorman? Yeah. Wow. He was just kind of like this funny guy. Yeah. It, who was kind of playing a relatively straight character who then did that weird thing. And you go, oh, that guy was good at that. Yeah. At that. And <laughs> I think he's got a super normal face. Right? Yeah. Steve Carell. Like one of the most normal, unnoticeable faces. Yeah, I guess and, so. But because we've great... seen his face contorted into various things, I think now it now it's hard to see him again in the way that we used to see him as just normal. Do you think that's one of the things you would do if you could go back to an earlier time <laughs> in your life? I'd see, see Steve Carell through younger eyes? Through virgin eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like Get... to see Steve Carell for the first time and see whether or not I think he looks normal. Is it wrong to want to have the eyes of a child implanted into my own head? To, to Andy, watch? I can't see a single way in which that would be wrong. Okay, great. What if I told you that I don't want them implanted where my eyes are? I want them Go somewhere on. else. <laughs> um, I think there's only like one or two places where you could say you want them where it wouldn't be inappropriate. Yeah. Okay. Um. I. I mean. I. I. So think I'm you still. Could I'm maybe still. Maybe have them in. I'm still hopeful that you could maybe have them in your ears and then just have long hair. You know, just have slightly longer hair that hangs down over the ears, so that you can't see then, them. Yeah, but it, that hair, I imagine, would be brushing against your eyeballs, your new eyeballs a lot of the time, your child's yeah. eyeballs, and I think that would probably be really unpleasant. Yeah, I guess it might right. make the whole thing not worth it. <laughs> okay, well then, I guess you could just look at it with old old people eyeballs. Now, Alistair, I'm sorry to push for this, yeah. and I don't don't interpret this as me thinking that there is anything in this. But is Almighty then in any way uh, a sketch? (laughs) (laughs) 
don't think so. <laughs> is there any way in which we could turn? Now, not currently, not now, obviously, right? But if we'd, been, if we'd come up with this closer to the time when it was topical. When the movie was right? being named. When the movie was being Maybe made, say when it had just been before. released. Or, you know, you, you know could, could we uh, have done some kind of a sketch then? I'm not saying now. But would it have been, at the time, a sketch, you know, to um, maybe on Saturday Night Live? Mm. Um, maybe with some of the characters. Maybe we could even get Jim Carrey, right? And he's in the uh, offices of this film studio. And mm-hmm. they're trying to get him to call it almighty then. I mean, we could we could call a documentary about his early years in film almighty then, maybe? That's, yeah, you're right. It's not a sketch idea, is it? It's a, it's a, it's a great documentary title. It's a, gr- it's such a great documentary title. The first, I mean, maybe half if we could... of his career. Yeah, Almighty then. Great, but great. Now, as long as we're on the same page. Yeah, I mean, yeah, got... it might even just be the name of one of the chapters from. Gr- that's from fine. Like within the, the documentary. That's like perfect. A... That's that's even better. And All it kind of makes I... it refer to in the past he was very you know he was the highest paid actor and he did two movies one was ace venture and the other one was bruce almighty mm, great great that, that's that's all i needed really so um what do you think like a good character for jim carrey would be that he hasn't done yet hmm you know uh see, i po- mean politi- politician that's a bit well, he's been a, yeah, because he's been a lawyer. He's been a lawyer. Been he's a been lawyer, a... and it's quite a bit like you know, he's been God, and that's a bit like a politician as well, probably. Yeah. Um, um, he's uh, been an he's, he's sort of played a guy who doesn't know he's an actor, so we can't we can't pick that. No, Has he been a zookeeper. Yeah. You think he would be a good zookeeper? It's hard to have, I, make a good movie with. I, a I mean, Ace Ventura. He was kind of like he was very animal. That's true. Based, and that he had all that. those animals living in his apartment. <laughs> that's that. true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He was a pet detective, though. But you know, I guess you're right. There's, you know, it's a bit like being a zookeeper. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, um, what about uh, you know? Any movies where he wears a mask? I guess he's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, but speaking of masks, maybe scuba diving. Right? Are there any? Yeah. Are there any real scuba diving films? Good. Yeah, because it feels like that would be. <laughs> that would be good, I mean, especially if you could get those old, those you know, bring back the bubble helmet. Yeah. But maybe a full well, clear bubble helmet. Because you really want to make um, take advantage of his elastic face there. Exactly. Yeah, maybe you yeah, could even still put... be able to get some of those expressions. Yeah, you could magnify it even. But or but magnify all... keen, uh, uh, magnifying you know just specific bits of the face. But that's true. It could be even funnier. Mm. But Alistair, in all seriousness. I don't think there have been any films that entirely take place in scuba gear underwater. Mm. And I'm just saying, yeah, you know, or in we've scuba made gear more above films water about space. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we've been made more films about the surface of the moon than we have made about the bottom of the ocean. Well, you know what? I think it would be fun to make a movie about under the ocean, mm. but filmed sort of in the way that you film a space one, just with wires and stuff. 
Yeah, great. So you ne- you never go under yeah under underwater. Yeah, because right. I think maybe under- it's an underwater film and you get one of those really great tax deals to film it in some totally landlocked part of America. Yeah, like you get to do it in sort of Texas. Yeah, sort of out, and near, the, out near El Paso, Texas. Right. And, you know, and the, the El Paso producers, Tourism Board. <laughs> they've <said> they, <laughs> they thought this would be a great way to showcase their beautiful oceans <laughs> and get people in. And the producers just tell the 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 writer and the director that this is the deal that they've lined up and this is the only way that they could get the film across the line. And so we're filming our uh, aquatic masterpiece yeah, in, and, you know, the yeah, New Mexico but, desert. I mean, it's not that crazy. Anywhere there's like a really dry kind of oceany kind of like it looks like an ocean floor, you know, like a deserty type place like that would exactly. be very much like an ocean floor. Mm. And so then you don't have to do as much sort of work, floor work. In terms yep. of set dressing, yep, <laughs> so that's half your problems done, right? Yeah, well, that's half of Solved. it. Yeah. Then you just got to um, find. Then you just got to get actors. You got to get some yep. wires. Good invisible. Get a wires. few birds. Dress them up a bit like fish. What's a good underwater story? Obviously, uh, the one breath is a good idea, but <laughs> the. Um, uh, the mythical one breath. The mythical uh, one breath. In, in but that's... One, one breath of clean, pure air that's in every the... man's scrotum. Yeah. Uh, just in case you need it to get to the surface. And I reckon there's also... know this story. I reckon that there's also one inside the uh, female labia. But mm. uh, I'm just saying, but one... I think... But, but, but there's half a breath in each of uh, sort of labial cheek. I wonder if... Now, and I'm sorry... Mm. This is real disgusting. Yeah. But like, could you, in a pinch, could you breathe farts? In a pinch? Like if you pinch pinch off the fart? (laughs) I don't know if that would be enough air. I I just don't know. Is is there oxygen in there is, I guess, Mm. what I'm I'm wondering. I'm guessing probably not, but I think it's worth knowing. Well, I mean... Right? You know, the gas isn't going to go through you all the way and just be methane, is it? But also, There's can you get anything out of methane? Could you break it? Can your body break it down? Can, can your, your lungs break, break it, it down? Break it down with me, fellas. Because, I mean, uh, we've discussed this know, before, but really the lung is the air stomach. The You know, mm-hmm. and does it does it do no work? Or does it, like, does it only do, does it only, like, take the oxygen? Or can it break some things down a little bit? And and get other stuff because there's oxygen in other things. That's right, and the the lung needs to adapt, and there's only one way that's going to happen. Anyway, uh, dry land uh, scuba. Sc- nope. It's a scuba romance. It's oh, it's a scuba it's romance. Yeah, true. But f- ba- based on a true story. Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's fell- good. That makes it easier. Fell in love um, while scuba diving. Well, what's some good underwater stories? There's the sinking of the Titanic. Yep, that's um, a good underwater story. Well, you know, we've only ever seen the part of the story of that, that story. takes place above above water. water. But what happens after <laughs> in Titanic Two? That's only half the story. <laughs> we only told you 
half the story. Because there would be a lot of people who were still alive when that mm. went down. Well, I think this then basically we're talking about the Poseidon adventure. Am I right? Is that what happens in that movie? I think that's a ship that sinks and then people are trapped in the hull. And I'm going to look it up. Poseidon adventure? You aware of this? You heard of this, Al? No, but is that where they meet the un- the underwater guard? A god? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Poseidon Adventure Movie. All right, here we go. A passenger ship en route is taken over by a tidal wave and turns upside down. All of the passengers die except ten lucky people. <laughs> it's a great description. They do sound lucky, don't they? <laughs> Trapped in this upside-down ship. Uh, but what do they do? They hook up and stuff, or oh yeah, yeah, all of that. Um, I I I don't know. I don't know any more details. But it's just upside down. It's not. It's not actually underwater. And that's where Titanic Two is going to be. Good, really, big. this one will be upside down. Oh, really back. Well, no, because this one is right way up, but underwater, right? I guess Titanic. so, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it split in half, didn't it? And like, and then the two ends kind of yeah. sank separately. And the two halves really... form a rivalry very quickly. Exactly, yeah. Like the two sides of the island in Lost. And, you know, then it'll take them a while to sink to the ocean floor. I'm guessing possibly even the duration of the film. We could film this in real time. On land, obviously. Do you think if you were... Eating like if you were in the sinking Titanic, right? Yep. Know, this is going to yep. be a weird question, but do you think it would be funny if while the Titanic is sinking, you're eating fish? Mm. <laughs> is that funny? I don't know. Because it feels a little bit funny to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I think uh, the people trying to stay, you know. Separate which is the you know, maybe one the ship breaks in half, one half has got more like first class passengers, one half has got more third class passengers, you know, and that could be part of the rivalry. One's a bigger half and people think that makes them better. Mm. Be nice to um, see like a sort of inter inter half sports, I guess underwater <laughs> rugby. Uh, <laughs> it'd be like the the Swiss family Robinson, but underwater. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think oh, it's like Lord of the Flies while they wait to be rescued. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Flies, but it's with sort of rich people and poor people learning to get along. Yep, and um, and and underwater, and they are all going to die definitely. Like that's another thing that we had. This movie has over the original Titanic. Yeah, you already one, know. You already know they're all going to die. So you're kind yeah. of there's a somberness. Yeah, but you know also which. Which, you know, which ones to get emotionally invested in. That's none of them, by the way. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mm. Yeah, but we don't know. We don't know whether anyone who was underwater 
ever made it to back up to the top. We don't know. We should find out. As they're sinking, one of the ships can one of the halves of the ship can hit another iceberg underwater. <laughs> it's another iceberg that makes <laughs> yeah. it go back to the surface. Exactly. Makes it float yeah. again. One one iceberg uh Knocks you down, another iceberg, gets you right back up. It's hair of the well, dog, you if know? One, if hair one, of the dog that bit you. If one underwater had clogged up that whole break in the half, you know? And <laughs> so, like, let's say it splits in half, but then one half goes underwater, mm. and it completely, that half just completely basically gets Blocks sealed up, up by another end. underwater yep. iceberg. Yeah, I love it. I love it. The captain is he's still on the bridge. He's got a little pocket of air, and the, and he's like, "I know I got this wrong last time, but I'm actually, I'm technically the one uh, here who, and I know none of you trust me, but I'm technically the one here who has the most experience crashing into icebergs now, yeah. and so that's why I think I'm the right guy to fix this problem with crashing into another iceberg." He uses his his um, back of the boat uh, wheel for some reason. He's in the back of the boat bridge. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is where he preferred to steer from. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Which is what got them in this mess in the first place. Mm. But suddenly his position was very strategic when he could still mm. move the rudders and guide the boat down yep. as he was under as they were all underwater. And it mm. guided him and allowed him to seal the boat back up. And And then and then how does it start rising? Maybe, you know, I think you could then if you still got the boilers going Right yeah. in that back half, you get a bit of steam. You boil some, you boil some water. You get a bit of steam. You increase the air pressure. You push out some of the water. Maybe got to get some valves or something going, well, and then you start to rise up again. And you could maybe just recycle the air somehow. You know, if you figure right. out quick enough a way of <laughs> recycling the, the air, Mister Engineer, develop some sort of oxygen recycling. Well, I mean, plan. think about you know what if you know this captain was very quick on his feet and he figured out a way using this new iceberg and this half of a thing he's a bit like macgyver he creates an <laughs> underwater biodome you what you're saying alistair and i mm. think i'm understanding you correctly is that these people could still be alive or you know they could have had they could still be underwater mm-hmm. in this sealed off chunk of titanic in a sort of aquatic biodome still living in a terrarium-type, perfectly valid habitat this whole time. If they've mm-hmm. got neutral buoyancy, they won't have risen to the surface, but they also won't have sunk any further. And but they could have a whole society going. Am I right? Have I got you? Are we on the same page? Yeah, absolutely. But what's happening is that due to climate change, we're now threatening their environment. Their way of life. Well, we could be melting that iceberg. Melt, if we melt that the iceberg, end. then seawater could start getting into their underwater biodome, mm. and mm. and also outsiders. You know, critters. Yes, um, um, perhaps a bigger threat. <laughs> new way of life because they wouldn't know anything about you know modern technology, social media, that sort of thing. That's you right. Know, their yeah. world is changing. They've if the seawater, the Titanic get them. tribe. Mm. That's right, yeah. It if would the be sea very... water doesn't get them, QAnon sort of conspiracies will. You They'll know, get their sucked society in. will be torn apart. They will not have built yep. any defenses to the exactly. modern day uh, sort of info wars, disinformation mm. wars. Yep. Um, and so they'd likely all <laughs> be 
be victims. And this is the kind of stuff that we can go into. What happens in this series of films? It's it's no longer just one film. There's a well, lot. In, there's in too the, much. It'll be back. called the in the Titanic Two Extended Universe. <laughs> the um, Titanic Two EU. What's EU? So because they yeah, they go back universe. to the un, they go back to the European Union. European which, Union. Yeah. I'm gonna write this down, Andy. I think there's something yeah, great. in this. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah, the second the second iceberg sorts you out, you know. Their problem was not enough icebergs, if well, anything. Yeah, not hitting enough. Finding, well that's what happened with the um with the other side of the boat, the front the half. Other half. They didn't they didn't hit enough icebergs. Yeah. Well, that's really it's really something. We really mm. learned something there. Um I think we might and I'm sorry if I'm wrong. I think we might have five sketch ideas. No, we got four. Whoa, geez, yeah. I was excited though. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Because you didn't write down the almighty then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's because of that, Andy. <laughs> Good call. I mean, it would Good be call. crazy. You got to be tough five. sometimes. It'd be crazy if we had five, including almighty. Then you wouldn't really. <laughs> nobody would respect me at that point, would they? Um, what an, what animal fur do you think is the mm. most easy? It's like. It's the easiest to go from killing the animal to be being completely able to wear the animal skin like a. I think we might like have talked suit. about this in the past, right? We talked about how the uh, the wombat is basically just a vest waiting to be sure. No, but I mean like cleaned out. How long can like like I mean the amount of time from from kill to to being wearing the the whole being completely covered in clothes like a bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can also pretend to be that animal. I guess man, right? Man. Like if you just find a larger man, I mean, it's already got sleeves. It's already basically the I guess the and we shape fit into all of the clothes, bits. and we fit into all the bits, right? Do, what, um, do you, what? How do you feel about people getting getting their bodies emptied and turned into a costume? Like as a I, instead of getting buried, just get hollowed out. <laughs> And given to a you know to like a funny relative. <laughs> <laughs> I think this would be a great cultural tradition. Australia doesn't have enough, right? And what if when somebody in the family dies, you hollow them out, right? And then it just becomes a suit that you can put on. One of one of the people in the family can put it yeah. on at Christmas or whatever, and prance around, being. Yeah. Grandpa suit. Grandpa for the day. Who wants to be grandpa? And me, you do, me. You do your best impression of grandpa, what you remember. Mm. And, you know, and the kids can get into grandpa and you just have to roll up the legs a little bit. Yeah. Roll up the arms. <gasps> Think how cute it would be if like, yeah, yes. like the four-year-old, <laughs> you know, a four-year-old just wears grandpa's suit. And, Skin. Um, yeah, and they great. say what you know. They've never actually heard Grandpa, but they yeah. Um, but they say the things that you say that he used to say, mm. and yeah. and and I guess you know the grieving widow. I guess she wouldn't be grieving at this point. It's four years have gone by. <laughs> whatever, at least four years. Oh no, she's still really upset about <laughs> the loss. She hasn't got over it at all. But the rest of the family has really moved on. 
Like they've dealt with it so well. It's and it's you know, it's not their fault that she's still being a bit uptight about this kind of stuff. They should still be allowed to have fun. So she's crying quite a lot. But everybody else is laughing. Yeah, but they're laughing to the point that they're crying. So it actually, yeah, actually doesn't seem. She that doesn't feel she so alone. Right in. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, it's almost like they're relating. Do you think? <laughs> do you think you'd be more likely to do this with a grandparent that you loved or a grandparent that you didn't, you hated, that you hated, not that you didn't hate it? Um. Well, I think you know what I think would be nice. I think a gra- a grandparent that you. You you love a lot, but you know sometimes the way that you show that love is mm. with a kind of an affectionate mocking, right? Yeah. That you don't get with with a, a grandparent that you don't have that same connection with. And I think you know doing dressing up in the skin of your grandfather and doing a sort of a, a mocking, you know, gentle affectionate mocking kind of performance of him, I think would actually really be quite touching in a way you know one of the one of the nicest things i think is people caring about you enough to notice your flaws and to find a way to joke about them in a way that doesn't hurt anyone's feelings and the thing is is that you could actually make them better as well right you know what i mean like yeah who was the best grandpa yeah like and and over the years you would kind of you would add to grandpa's character. A lot of those guys were sort of, you know, a bit, you know, a bit quiet. Mm, and, you know, and they, right. weren't, they weren't as emotional. Not but, much fun to perform. Yeah, it's not as much fun, but you could add a bit to his character. You could give him a signature dance. Great. Because I think a lot of these suits would, would benefit. You know, do the granddad. Do the granddad. Do the granddad. <laughs> oh, my hip. Oh, oh, my hip, hip. Yeah, you know. exactly that kind of stuff. So like like modern hip hop. Yeah, very modern. Very modern hip hop. Hip hop. Oh my hip! Oh oh my hip hip! And then I guess you could even use the double meaning of hip there. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've written uh, down grandpa is, suit. That feels like it's a that's a that's an automatic oh, in straight in straight in. I mean, it's very seems crazy. easy to film. It seems crazy to to throw away all of the body and not at least keep the skin and maybe mm. at least some of the inner skull structure. Cause you could take out like a lot of that bottom brain shell, like the bottom part of the brain um, and a bottom part of the skull that kind of holds the brain. And you could sort of hollow that out a little bit and allow mm. you to wear that, that head like a helmet. Abs- absolutely. Alistair. Absolutely. And then it would also be a bit protective. What about, you know, this could be in a kind of, you know, I don't want to put everything in an alternative universe, but it could be in a kind of um, world in which sort of the default uh, form of preserving memories is through performance rather mm. than through documentation. Yeah, that's So good. rather than taking photos or even writing a diary or something, the way that a memory is preserved is through this characterization that you pass on, you know? Yeah. This feels like this, this would be in the same universe where um, you've replaced T with shots. Yeah, absolutely. Same universe. Those two line up mm. like beautiful and, jigsaw puzzles. And and then you, you learn a dance that somebody did or you 
where you just you put you know you put on a little grandpa show that you know might be his daily routine maybe you act out his daily routine you you, you know the performances you start in the morning of one day and then you you know perform him throughout a day and then you get get him to go back to bed at the end of the day so that yeah. it's like he's always still alive and he's still going through that cycle you know mm. so whatever he did maybe he would climb a ladder so you might mime that is this kind of what the guy did in psycho <laughs> is it i haven't haven't seen that film but did he wear his Mom, dead mum's skin, or did he just wear her clothes? Yeah, I don't know. And I don't he know. I haven't preserved seen preserved her body in the living room. I haven't seen either. We really should see it, Al. We're kind yeah. of philistines. Yeah, but why? Why would we watch it when we could just come up with the idea for it on this on this podcast? Exactly. And then somebody tell us own. that's a little bit like it. Alastair, I don't know if you know this about our show, but uh, we get sent. Uh, you know, people can support us on Patreon, and we get sent uh, really? words from a listener. Okay, right? Yeah. And yeah. do you want me to? Um, we've got some today. Okay. And uh, do you want me to tell you the name of the person who? Well, if you um, feel like that's a good direction for this podcast to go. Okay. <laughs> no, what I'll tell you, what, I'll let you do it. Okay. Well, I guess I could try. I could try to guess what you were going to say. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess today's listener. Is Fraser Wright? Fraser. Fraser Wright, Fraser one of the right, one of the br- Wright brothers, maybe. Fraser Wright, up all night, eh? Eh? Come on, mm-hmm. there he is. Thank you so much, Fraser. Thank uh, you, Fraser. Thank you for writing in. Thank you for say, say, sending this uh, these great words, Andy. Do you I, and supporting the show? And Andy, no, I no, I I ran the words by you earlier just to make sure that uh, we hadn't done them before. Do you and I couldn't already... guarantee that we haven't done them before, but I have already forgotten them, Alistair. That's good. <laughs> so, okay, well, I'm we'll in a good guess position what... to guess them. Do you want to try to guess unsullied? Unsullied? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Un... Well, I'm go... I was going to guess them unsullied by the knowledge of what they are, but yes, my first guess is the word unsullied. Oh, but what about a sequel to the movie Sully? Yeah, right. Called unsullied. unsullied. This is when he's he takes a turn for the worse. <laughs> his his sort of. His Hudson River landing fame mm. has—he's trying to recapture that mm. on every 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 mode of transport he gets into from here on. In he's always sort of steering it dangerously close to the Hudson River again, and <laughs> his wife or kids have got to say, "Dad, you're not you're not going to drive into the Hudson again, are you?" And he's like, "Oh no, no, no." He keeps finding ways to try to, to convince birds to to fly into his the machinery he controls. Exactly. And then he, and then no matter how far away he is, he takes that vehicle to the Hudson River. Mm. Um, um, okay, so the second word no, is no. So the, the first word is why. Yes. The second word is not. Ah. And the third word is die. Die. Why, Why not die? Not die. Wow. Well, um, you know, I, I, I Fraser, I hope, hope everything's okay. Um, and <laughs> I realize it takes us a while to get to these um, words. And I, I hope you weren't he, specifically writing in to ask for. Um, um, I think he said it, he meant it in the most positive way when he wrote oh, it. Oh, great. 
because I was like, I was, you know, obviously you, sometimes you think, well, are you, is this a suggestion to us? Mm. You know, are oh. you s- sending an encoded message? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, sure. But I don't think it was encoded. He meant it literally. Mm. Why not die? <laughs> well, um, you know, I learned recently um, yeah. that, I, you know, and I told you about this, Alistair, we were doing some research and uh, I was reading this article where a person was talking about look, one of the reason one of the reasons that end of life is so complicated is because the body really doesn't want to die, right? Like, yeah. you know, this is why dying is such an unpleasant process is because it's actually quite hard to kill a person. Yeah. We have all these systems in our body that try and keep us alive, and that means that you linger, you bloody linger, Al, unless you. Uh, you know, unless things really get catastrophic, you can you can you, you you will hang on, and that's why you got these uh these last breaths and stuff like that. Sure, You're always yeah, trying yeah. to, you know. You know, just as I was putting my son to bed last night, he did ask, um, "Daddy, what what do you think happens when we die? Is it black?" Oh my goodness! <laughs> and I go, you know, oh, what? that's actually goodness. that's actually what I see when I imagine it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good gravy! Yeah, and uh, what a but, question! But uh, yeah, and I was like, God, I like this kid. And then um, <laughs> he's like right up my alley. But then uh, it just reminded me that actually it wouldn't be black because black is something, right? Right. You know, it would be yeah. transparent. So I think when you uh. die, you're going to see <laughs> transparency, sort of just transparency for miles. Yeah, infinite transparency. Yeah, so it wouldn't be What's black. on the other side of the transparency? More transparency. And exactly. it's not that kind of transparency where like over a sufficient distance you start to see that there's actually a little bit of opacity and eventually it builds up and then you can't see through it anymore. Oh, oh no, this is pure transparent. That's so right. just, you know, all the way, all the way down, baby. All the way through, not with like a back background, like a black background, like space. Mm, but not right. Because I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem with space, right? Is that it is pretty transparent all the way through, but mm. it's that edge of the universe that would be black because there's no light there. Yeah, yeah. You well, know? not even necessarily the edge of the universe, right? But just the limit of the distance that light can travel in the age of the universe yeah. that defines the observable universe. Yeah. So there. Could still be stuff beyond that, but just the light hasn't got to us yet. And probably the boundary, probably the boundary is probably dark colored. I just always imagine it being dark colored. <laughs> that and the fact that the edges are actually black. They're they're dark. It's yeah. a dark boundary. Yeah, it's like a wall. <laughs> yeah, but but black. Yeah, black. I mean, wall. it would be. You know, it makes the universe feel a like a prison to the observable universe, right? Mm. And as more and more light comes to us, there could be a point at which there's actually just heaps of light, right? And then it just comes down on us like a big flash. Or the light from the very edge of the universe could reach us, right? There could be light bouncing off it or something, and then we'll be able to see it all of a sudden. It'll be all over the night sky. We'll look up there and be like, oh, brick. That's brick on the edge of the universe. I mean, it might be too far away to make out the detail, but they could be big bricks. Hi, mate. It's never too dark to make out. <laughs> yes. 
Gotcha. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, is there a sketch? I mean, okay. That Why? would be a great place to go to make out, though, would be beyond the uh, edge of the observable universe. Yeah, because, I mean, right? it's a great like, place to get away from your parents. Exactly. You know, I know a spot and it's like only just over 13 billion light years away. But if we get faster than light travel, of course that's where teens are going to be going to make out. Right? Yeah, that's true. They'll go up there just beyond the the horizon of of knowability mm. and they'll be kissing in their little spaceships yeah just parked right on, probably riding that wave mm. riding the um the wave of light that is sort of expanding the universe yeah yeah probably because yeah. especially if you're running sort of light powered ships you know ships that kind of can ride beams of light it's just pa- pushed pushed forward by photons. Now you just ride that as it, as it crashes into nothingness. Um, is this a sketch? Out? Is this? Is this? Because it feels very close to being something. It feels close right? to something. Feels like a sci-fi. Feels like a Philip K. Dick could write this kind of a thing, mm. you know. And then something weird would happen, and it would turn out to be a drug hallucination, or or no, one this of the one's people not. would turn out to be a beaver. I mean, this one's not, although they might be doing drugs there too. That's the other group of people who hang out on sort of near edges like that, you know, who hang out in mm. car parks. Mm. Yep. It's you, just one um, way. It's a place where you can do stuff without being near all the people you want to, you don't want to be near. It's the, you know, as more and more of the world and the spaces that we know become controlled and become monitored. You know, this will be the new international waters. It's, it's universal inter, edge, interver, universal uh, edge. I think actually, like already, car parks at night. I think it <laughs> kind of should be basically cops should just shouldn't go there. You should be allowed to go. Like there should be somewhere where you're allowed to do illegal stuff. Right. You know, and I think car car parks that are a little bit elevated that allow you to look over other things um, should be a yeah. place where you can sort of openly inject intravenous drugs and um, and make out with anyone. <laughs> Sorry, I really don't have anything. Um, but this <laughs> this edge of the universe thing that's not. <laughs> like, Why not die, Alistair? Why not die? Just you know, imagine. You just okay, how about keep, this? It's you've got a, bills to pay. You can't afford to. How about this? It's somebody. It's a. Mm. It's quite a young guy, seventeen years old, who at some point in the you know is is invited because of work that he did at school. He's like you know he was in the SRC. Oh yeah, sure. And, that opens uh, doors. And he uh he does something where he organizes something good for the canteen and he gets invited to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yeah, great. And he got a he, vending machine in the common room and so he goes to meet the Queen. Yeah, and then but there's a bunch of other people there. But when she stops to talk to him, she kind of quite likes him. And mm. she invites him to another thing a little bit later. Yeah, and then great. when he gets there a little bit later, it's actually just him and the queen. 
And they're actually hitting it off. She's really fun. Yeah. Wow. But then she starts kind of being like, like so they meet up again, but then they kind of go on this thing and she's a bit disguised. They, they go out maybe walking by the Thames or something like that, you know? And, uh, and she's like, I'm, this is crazy, but I'm, I'm really into you. Yeah. And they're doing that sort of fun thing when you're walking by the, the river or something where you're just pushing each other. They're playfully. pushing each other a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then and then they fall, but like he they, like they fall backwards onto him, and she's like, yeah, you know, she lands with her two hands sort of on his chest, and she's like just yeah. breathing, <laughs> just like, oh, whoops, <laughs> thanks for catching me, <laughs> you know. I'm really old. I could have died. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then sort of I don't know. She, he gets a call maybe two weeks later, and he, and she's like, oh, this is crazy. We can't be doing this. He's and like, then we he's like, stop. no, we can, we have, we have to do this. And then they run away together. They go on a big, like kind of road trip across the country. Yeah. And then they, right. there's some, there's some photos that come out and it just, the people mm. are like, wait, this seems like the queen is on this road trip with the thing. And she's freaking mm. out because she's very proper. Mm. And she is, I've noticed that about her. Yeah. She like, yeah, she can't, she can't have this out. And, um, and so she, he, she's like, look, I got to call it quits. And, uh, and so she goes back to Buckingham Palace and she calls it the whole thing off. And then he's still a bit lovelorn, you know, he's, he can't just give it up that quick. This is the best relationship he's had in his whole life. And he's, uh, he's going to these big parties and like, he's getting into like stupid one night stand rebound flings with just other monarchs, other yeah, European or even monarchs, just like they don't mean anything. Yeah. Or just like the grandmothers of the person who are running the, who are having a party, birthday party yeah, that he goes to high right. school with, you know, and, and he, then he calls her up drunk, he calls up the queen drunk and he's like, I don't know what to do, how to. How to get past this? She says, "Why not die?" <laughs> She's so cold. She's so cold. Wow! And Fuck. and he goes, "What do you mean? What?" She's like, "Why not die?" And then she, and then she says, "Meet me at this elevated car park in <laughs> near the Thames. You know, it's a big car park over the looks overlooks the Thames over the oh, near the, the Thames where they went for that." Beautiful walk that time. Yeah, and so near the near where the London Bridge is, I think there's a bit of an elevated mm. area there, and they meet up there, and uh, she has her hand outreached towards him, and uh, he t- goes to take it, and she puts on a handcuff onto his wrist, and she mm. he sees that she he's cuffed to her, and um, they're over just near the near the cliff edge over the looking over overlooking the water and she lifts up her big petty long coat her big sort of you know pastel turquoise green uh petticoat (laughs) and um and there's a huge boulder and it's like lashed to her legs and she's like why not die together and then she just kind of lurches forward (laughs) And she leans forward and sort of her face hits the cliff edge and then she sort of slides off and then pulls him down and they really hurt themselves on the way down and then eventually drown. (laughs) (laughs) So 
it's not it's not a good jump. It's a kind of there's a lot of scraping involved. It's an awful jump. She's she didn't she didn't pre-think about you know. <laughs> well, she jumped, but she left the boulder behind, which means that she kind of like swings back. Well, I think she tried to jump, the and then she just she could, didn't get any height, but her the weight of her body <laughs> pulled the boulder down with her. I mean, when do you think was the last time the Queen jumped? <laughs> well, she probably she hasn't jumped for 60 years. Yeah, so the last time she could jump, it was relatively high. You know, she could j- jump like a, you know, like a <laughs> sort of middle-aged woman. It was a decent jump. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Al, I think that's great. You know, what? it's got a kind of like a Notting Hill vibe, but yeah. with the Queen. And then they kill themselves at the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I also, I haven't seen Harold and Maud, but I think there's a lot of Harold and Maud kind of stuff, uh, from my understanding of that. Yeah, right, Harold and Maud. Yeah. Um. So this is that, but with the Queen. I there are, like there are no fictional romances with the Queen. Yeah. And I think we could get this made. Man, I'd love right. That. Maybe I'd we've got to that. make it in like some country like. Uh, like the Philippines or something, where she can't get to us. Yeah. I feel like she wouldn't like it. But. Well, we also have I mean, that other film idea, which is uh, with Prince Philip, who fixates on another kind of young man. But this one, he's just. It's because he runs into his trolley with. You remember this from ages ago? They were at. Yeah, oh, yeah. He goes out at Bunnings or whatever and. Yeah, yeah. He runs his trolley and into. And he has the, a vendetta. And he gets a vendetta and he starts sneaking out and trying to make this guy's life awful. Well, this is part of our, you know, royal, <laughs> royal obsessive royal ex, uh, extended universe. Al. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we got to wrap it up. And I guess we're going to take us through the sketch ideas. The, the um, queen's tongue. The queen's tongue. Yes. Um, beautiful. Imagine the enunciation she would pass with. Mm. Oh. Do you think? Do you think the? <laughs> Do you think the way that the queen kisses is the way that it's you should properly kiss? Absolutely, yeah. Everything she does with her mouth is actually the official English way to do it. <laughs> and uh, there's a there's a there's a style guide at the BBC that they give to all their presenters about all oral when, when they're kissing on oral on, procedures on camera. Yeah, yep. So here we got. That's you a know. really funny idea, by the way, Al. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll just... Um, I'll write it down. Queen. Official yeah. kissing guy. The way she licks uh, a calippo. I'd love to know how the queen approaches a calippo. Because they can be quite tricky. But mm. she'd know the right way to do it. The thing is, is that kissing... Her kissing style would have been developed in like high school, I guess, when she first passed her first boy. And so that's when it kind of would have been officiated for that era of queen, I guess. Yeah, they get a they get a new one and then, you know, they probably have to film her first kiss and then they get various courtiers in to analyze it and then write it down and then disseminate the news of the new royal um pash style. Or would it have been the king's pash style until he dies and then she became and then then whatever age she is when her dad dies, that's then whatever first pass she does after that 
becomes the royal style. I mean, the, the official Pash style. You know what? You maybe you're right. I don't know. Um. All right. Nah. So, so here's our sketch ideas for today. We got the universe where tea is replaced by shots. I mean, that's a classic sketch idea, isn't it? Absolutely. Um. We got Absolutely. fine fine bone china for when the vicar comes around to have sex with him. <laughs> um. Oh, but it's the fine bone condom. Sorry, fine fine bone china yeah. condom. Um, then we've right. got Jesus trying to get others to call him the Son of God. Then we've got yeah. Titanic Two Extended Universe. That's the people who live under live in the biodome under the sea. <sighs> then we got he the lives gra- in a biodome under the sea. All the passengers who were in the front back half of the ship. <laughs> um, we got Grandpa Suit. Yes. We got the Queen Fling with Teen. And then we got the Queen oh. official kiss, kissing style guide. We do a lot of kissing stuff on this show. Man, and if and you I think love it, it. it's not going to be the end. A lot of good kissing stuff coming up. So if you like kissing still stuff. Come. All our best kisses are still ahead of us. Yeah, don't think about that. And abuse. So Thank you so much for listening to the show. Fuck, it's good. Yeah, it's a good fucking hell. Yeah, love that shit. You can follow us on Twitter. Hi, and. We're at two and tank, and I'm at Alistair Toby, and I'm at stupid old Andy, and, and you can support us on Patreon if if that is your want, if that is your, your will, want. is that your want? So be it, so be it. If that's what you need, yeah, if that's what you love. Yeah, if that's what you love, you can do that. Um, you can uh, review us, review, you can, review us, and you can yeah. get magma if you want. Yeah, but you know yeah, what? Great. Other than that, you don't need to even think about anything else. Be so, cool. Good on you. Good on you. Thanks Be cool. For hang loose. Um, and we'll we'll see you around. And um, we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.